I love Easter. Easter Sunday is, uh, it's like a pastor Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It's like the church just gets amped up and ready. It's also Mama's Super Bowl, right? Mamas are like, get nice clothes on in Jesus' name. You know, like, uh, we're going to go lunch today in Jesus' name. You know, and it's like it can be guilt trip Sunday too, right? Like, like you better come. Jesus died, rose again. It's, you better rise out of bed and you better get here. And so well, I love Easter Sunday uh, for various reasons. But a lot of times we'll say, what is Easter all about? Like, what's it about? I mean, is it, is it a, a, a Sunday where Jeremy wears a suit? I don't know, you know. I said this is a good-looking crowd because you'll clean up good, right? Look at your neighbor and say, you look good today. You look good today, my goodness. We're talk back church uh, because I wear hearing aids. I'm deaf in this year and 60% deaf in this year. So if I don't hear you, I'm just going to get louder, all right? I'm just going to... I'm going to go longer, too, if I don't hear you. So, uh, but Easter Sunday, man, it's not just a day where we, we look good. And it's not just about pastels and Easter eggs hunts and uh, family or community. Well, Easter, it's all about Jesus. Amen? It's about, the, it's about the greatest day in history. It is about Jesus, uh, God sending his one and only son to this earth. This is about, and even theology-wise, it's, it's God coming as the son to die on a cross. Easter Sunday is all about the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So really, Easter Sunday is, is, is the death and resurrection. But today, maybe uh, you're brand new, or maybe it's the first time in church. Maybe today, if you've always been to church, always grew up in church, right? Like, I grew up in church, so I'm trying to get people saved from church. Going to get an amen, you know? Uh, and so, and with that, I want, I want people to find relationship with Jesus. And so, Today, I want to talk about not just the resurrection, but today I want to talk about the crucifixion. Yeah. I want to talk about why, what is, I think a lot of times we say, what is the crucifixion? Like, what would you, Jesus was, was crucified, and, and I heard that over and over again. And maybe you've seen the movie, you know, there's several movies out. Or, uh, maybe you've seen uh, Jesus uh, die on the cross through entertainment and different avenues of media and the images and pictures. I want to talk about what the crucifixion is. See, the crucifixion is, if you really begin to study it, let's go to this next one. Crucifixion was universally recognized as the most horrible type of death. It was the most horrible type of death. Am I moving around a little bit here? Huh? See, my wife's in the front row, and she really helps me out, you know. Am I good? And so the death, thank you, hon. And the crucifixion is about the death uh, as the most horrible type of death. I want you to even know that the crucifixion was actually capital punishment over 2,000 years ago. That it wasn't just Christ, but it was anyone who was committed of any type of crime. And what they did to Jesus on the night he was betrayed, they had an illegal trial. And if you ever seen the picture, it's an agonizing execution. And so here is pictures of Jesus as they are paintings, rather, or drawings of Jesus and on the night that he was betrayed, they took him and had a false uh, trial. And, and even Pilate was going, what, says, what, what did he do wrong? And they said, he's claiming to be the son of God, or he's claiming to be the king of the Jews. And, and you know, he's claiming to, to have this ownership on this earth. And, and so they got upset with him saying he's blasphemous or he's lying. And, and so they took him out. Pilate said, I wash my hands. You could have him. And and what they did was they would whip him or flog him and, and they'd keep the cat of nine tails, which had chunks of bone and wood and metal in it. And they would rip his flesh off every time they whipped him. 
99 times and, and happy Easter, everyone, right? And they're going deep in jail. And so he, they would whip him. They put a crown of thorns, uh, of thorns that were an inch or so thick into his head and caused his head to bleed. And they would mock him and they would punch him and say, if you really are the son of God, can't you see the blows coming your way? They would put him on a, cro- on a cross to carry. And even in the Bible, Jesus was so beaten at that point, he couldn't even carry the cross and so Simon, a citizen, helped Jesus carry the cross. And they would put the cross at the highest point in the city so that all can see this, this shame. All can see uh, the, the thieves and the crooks and the murderers. But then they would see the one who calls himself the Son of God. Pilate put a sign on top. And sometimes they would wear a sign over their neck on the cross. And they typically would tie them to the cross. And so this time, Pilate nailed a sign on the top of his cross that said, King of Jews. And it said in Greek and Latin and Aramaic, which is symbolic to us today that he is king of all. He is the king of kings and he's the king of lords. And then instead of using rope, they decided to put nails into his wrist and nails into his feet. It was an agonizing death. And when Jesus breathed his last breath, breathed his last breath, he said, it is finished. And he died. But then three days later, he rose again. And that's a good amen right there, everybody, right? And he did it for you and he did it for me. That the crucifixion is a big deal to us. But you might be asking this, well, so, okay, that's really good. Let's pray and let's go to lunch, everybody, right? But for many of us, we might be asking, why does the crucifixion matter to me? That was 2,000 years ago. That's in history. Uh, Pastor, I I love you, Uh, man. uh, But what does the crucifixion, why does the crucifixion matter to me? I just got four quick things this morning as we, if we really just take a moment. Sometimes we just got to pause the hustle and bustle. Sometimes we just got to pause the chaos of life. And uh, man, sometimes we have to say, Jesus, why does the crucifixion matter to me? Anytime I preach a message, I want you to take my words, write them down. I want you to study them out. I want you to prove me wrong because, man, this is not my opinions. This is all gospel-driven. Uh, this is all God's truth. Amen. And so why does crucifixion matter to me? Number one is it's because he took our place. Man, he took our place. He took our place. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, it says, For the wages of sin, the penalty to sin, the price of sin is death. There has to be a price to be paid and is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Why? Because in Christ Jesus our Lord, because he died and he was crucified and he rose again, we now have eternal life in Jesus Christ. Amen. So why does it matter? Why does it matter? Because he took our place. You know, even if I could personalize it, he took your place and he took my place. You know, I was remembering um, about 18 or 19 years old, I uh, was in the process of leaving home and uh, uh, I went to Bible college and I asked my parents, can I borrow... I had a truck at the time, but it was my dad's, things like that. I said, can I borrow $800 for a down payment on a Chevy Corsica? Mm, The paint was peeling, right? Driver's side door didn't work, but I need, can I borrow $800 for a down payment on my, on this car? They gave me the $800. I remember my, I jumped in, you know, my, I had a a friend with my, with me and my mom and we jumped in my car and I drove all the way to North Carolina, the Bible college. My mom flew back. And all of a sudden, boom, next thing I know, I'm in the hustle of studying, of even traveling with evangelists and, and doing all these, you know, preaching and teaching uh, at the age of 18. 
and uh, just getting so busy. And all of a sudden, my parents said, hey, we bought you a plane ticket to fly back home for Christmas for a holiday break. And so I said, great, that's awesome. And all of a sudden, it hit me. I owe my parents $800. I can't show up. I can't go back home. Now, maybe $800 isn't a lot to a YouTuber, but it was a lot to me at 18, 19 years old. And, and so I remember I was on the plane, and as I was flying back, I remember looking out my window, and I'm not a good frequent flyer, right? Like, I'm the kind of guy, I know I'm a pastor, but I'm the kind of guy, the moment there's turbulence, I, t- I pray the just-in-case prayers. You know what I'm talking about? Like, there's turbulence, Lord, just in case I lied to somebody, in case I, 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 I whatever. Now, forgive me of my sins. Be the one in my life. That's me, because I hate flying. Anything, you know. I remember looking out the window, and, and I was just worried about this debt that I owed. I was worried about it. All of a sudden, turbulence hit, and for the first time in my flying experience, I said, it's cool this plane goes down. <laughs> like, go, baby, go! Watch the wing, take off, get! See, how silly would it be to die for $800? But I'm going to take it a step further, I'm a preacher, right? How silly would it be to die for a debt that I did not have to pay. And a lot of times we, we, and this can translate so many areas of our life that we're saying, no, 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 I, I, I have to pay the debt. And Jesus is saying, no, uh, uh, for the wages of sin is death. I already died for you today. That's why it's so easy in the Christian faith for us to just simply say, and this is what the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, is that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and you believe, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That means Jesus took our place, and all we have to do is say, Lord, I'm going to believe in my heart. This is, the, this is the easiest part, by the way, all right? Then it gets funner, you know. Then, it, then you begin to encounter life and life in Jesus Christ. But then we get to go on a spiritual journey, because God's not about the destinations. He's all about the journey. Because the moment we give him our heart, God says, man, I'm going to change your heart. I'm going to develop character inside of you. But man, I love this because he died to take our place. But the second thing is, remember, there's like 10 or 20 things. We can go forever. But the second thing I want to point out today is that Jesus died a shameful death so we don't have to. He died a shameful death so we don't have to. You know, a lot of times you look at the pictures of the cross. I'm going to do this because this is really going to annoy me. And I don't wear nice shoes. I cannot wait for next week. I'm going to be wearing sneakers. So come back next week. Come back next week. He died a shameful death, so I don't have to be ashamed to tie my shoes in middle service. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. After service, it's going to be, oh, yeah, no, take it. He died a shameful death, so we don't have to. A lot of times you see pictures. People are like, is this a pastor? Yeah. I am. He died a shameful death, so we don't have to. A lot of times you see pictures. Where was I? You know, a lot of times we see pictures of Jesus on a cross, Nick Thorn, uh, crown of thorns. He might, he might have some type of article clothing on. But back then they stripped him naked. And they did it to place an innocent man on the cross to make sure an innocent man felt all shame. Jesus died a shameful death, so we don't have to. Hebrews chapter 12, it says, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. He took on the shame. 
took on our sins, and he is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I love this point. This point's powerful, especially for this generation, especially for this culture. Because you know what sin does? Sin is, sin is not taking bad people, and then you, we bring them to church, and then bad people become good people. That's not what it is. That's not the good news of Jesus Christ. The good news of Jesus Christ is that we take people out of darkness and into the light. That's all it is. Nobody's better than anybody else. Jesus is the only one who's good. Because he took our place, but also he took a shame. He died a shameful death. But he endured the cross, despising its shame. But here's what sin does. Sin is fun for a while. I don't know if you hear that from a preacher. Sin's fun. But the problem with sin is there's a consequence for sin. There's accountability for sin. And that sin destroys innocence. Sin destroys innocence. And I think we all can relate in this room. That is why Colossians chapter 1, it says, And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he is now reconciling his body of flesh by his death, by his crucifixion, in order to present you as holy and blameless and above reproach before him. Friends, what's the good news for this morning? That Jesus died a shameful death because he sees you as holy and blameless. I'm telling you, we don't do shame here at Avenue Church. We disarm the power of shame at Avenue Church. That's why the Bible even says there is no condemnation. Go ahead, next slide. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ. Condemnation means you can never change. What's wrong with you? You should be here. But what God does, he likes to convict us and just say, I love you so much, but I got a plan for your life. I'm going to clean you up because I don't see you as shameful. I see you as holy and blameless. You know, we have several uh, amazing A-teamers all over the place. Our worship team, you see our worship team? Can we give it up for our worship team? Seriously. Seriously. Pastor Lizzie and I, we can't sing. Right? You know, like, but it's such a gifted team. Our worship hosts, our greeters, all the Avenue Kids uh, volunteers, egg hunt volunteers, everybody from the parking lot, lobby, hallway here, out back in our park. Can we just give it up for A-team? A-team, thank you. Our production team in the back. Man, you guys have all power. You know, like, they got turned everything off on me. And, but man, we have such a grateful team. And there are people on this team that once sat in this chair, in this room, once raised their hand, gave their life to Jesus. They went to connect one day, and connect one day, they begin to learn about their purpose and begin to learn about their giftings, begin to learn about God's plan for their life. And man, they, they begin to join in on the A-team. We call them the A-team because we love it when the plan comes together, everybody. And uh, the A-team, the Avenue team, begin to serve at all different areas. And, and, but it's kind of funny because we hear this phrase often, and it's kind of like the Christian cliche phrase, but we hear it so many times that there are people on our team that have been saved, they've been redeemed. Man, they've been now serving. And, and some of them on our team have said, Pastor, I thought the, the day I walked through your, through your doors, I thought the building would burn down. I thought this place would be, I thought I would get kicked out. I thought you'd check ID. You know. Well, how many know we disarmed the power of shame in Avenue Church because Jesus died a shameful death for you and for me. But also, this next one is that he died to be with us. He died to be with us. He wants a relationship with you. Second Corinthians chapter 5, it says that God was 
reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them because he died for our sins. And he died, maybe I'll take a step further, he died for your innocence. Yeah. May you feel innocent again. Amen. May the devil never speak lies or doubt. May he never bring that back up. Because you want know to love about my Savior, my, our, our Savior, he forgives us and he, he forgets. Yeah. He says, I remember our, your sins no more. But not only does he forgive, how many know, like, like we believe there's, there's, you forgive somebody, but you don't always have to reconcile with that person. You have to have reconciliation with that person. But Jesus wanted all reconciliation. Man, he wants to know you. He wants you to know him. That's a good place to clap. Amen. Thank you for clapping. See, our vision, Avenue Church, is we want you to know God, we want you to find freedom, we want you to discover your purpose so you can make an eternal difference. Now, this is our first vision is we want you to know God. I don't want you to know church. I want you to know Jesus yeah. as your Savior. I don't want you to know Jesus as my Savior, our, our mom and dad's Savior, our grandma's Savior. I want you to know God as your Savior because then and only then, then you begin to find freedom. That area in your life that you just can't shake, that area in your life you just can't get rid of, I'm telling you, begin to go on a spiritual journey of just knowing who Jesus is because yeah. he wants you to know him. And that's one of the reasons why he died on the cross for the spirit of reconciliation so that you can discover purpose, that you can wake up every single day and say, I'm going to make an eternal difference. I'm going to make an eternal difference in this world, in this world. And then Ephesians chapter two says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off, you've been brought near blood of blood of Christ, by the blood of Christ. Friends, Jesus wants a relationship with you. He wants you to know him. Man, I'm, I'm still challenged to this very day. I've been in ministry 21 years. And, it's, and we, you never get to a point where you just arrive and you're just like, hello, Lord. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. You know, <laughs> figured you out. Okay. But every single day, it's a, it's a journey about knowing who God is. Because the more I begin to know God, the more I begin to know myself. The more I begin to lay off my false self, pick up my true identity in Christ. I want you to meet somebody uh, this Easter Sunday, someone who's pretty special to us. Uh, her name is Kelly. And Kelly is uh, part of our church, came to our church just, uh, just recently. And so I want you to really quickly hear Kelly's powerful testimony, powerful story of what God has done in her life. Check it out. If just two years ago, someone would have told me that my life would be on this faith-based journey to make God the center of my life, I probably would have laughed. I was never anti-Christ or anti-God, but religion was just never a big part of my life. Sure, I said a prayer during difficult times and I would bow my head and say amen if someone prayed over a meal, but to have a church home, actually look forward to going to church on Sundays, Never saw it coming. I recall my first visit to Avenue Church. It was January last year. My son's first birthday was coming up and we would have family and friends in town to celebrate. And I thought it would be the perfect time to get him dedicated. The problem was since moving to Vegas well over four years ago, I had never attended a church, so I didn't have one. The thought to get my son dedicated had come so last minute, so I was already defeated before I even started to search. I literally came across Avenue Church in a Google search. Crossed my fingers and placed the call and Pastor Lindsay answered the phone. I explained that I really wanted to get my son dedicated the following weekend and that I didn't have a church home. I was fully prepared for her to tell me it was impossible, but she said, 
absolutely will make it happen. The following Sunday, my family and I stepped through the doors of Avenue Church, and it's been my church home ever since. The warm welcome we received, along with the message that Pastor Jeremy preached that Sunday, immediately changed my heart and my views on church. I knew I needed more in life, and I had a feeling that I'd be able to find it at Avenue Church. My greatest need was a relationship with God. I knew who God was, but because of my previous views on church and religion, it felt like He was so far away. A big part of that was because there was so much that didn't make sense to me, so much that I just didn't understand. When I started attending Avenue Church, I was literally learning something new every Sunday. Those first few weeks were filled with so many relatable messages and so many aha moments. I figured showing up to church each Sunday was enough to develop my relationship with God. But I soon learned that there was so much more. I craved a deeper relationship with God, but I had no idea how to achieve it. Pastor Lindsay, being the intuitive person that she is, recognized that need and invited me to join a rooted group. I knew nothing about rooted and I hesitated about joining for a few weeks actually, but I trust my pastors, so I joined. And it's one of the best decisions I made in my life. I had a space to ask all the questions that hindered me from having a deep connection with God. I asked so many questions, so, so many questions. And my Avenue Church family answered them all without judgment and in ways that I could understand. I learned so much about God, about myself, about the Holy Spirit. I cried so many cleansing tears. I even learned how to pray. I had people who would hold my hand as I embarked on this journey. I am so excited about what's next to come. I look forward to serving alongside other Avenue members and meeting new people as they make the decision to call Avenue their church home. Because life is life, I know there will be tests of my faith and trials ahead. God never promised that following Him would miraculously make life easy, but I've been so resourced and received so much love from my Avenue family, I don't feel so apprehensive about the walls that I'm sure will come. I won't have to go at it alone. I have God, my pastors, and my Avenue church family. And for that, I am forever thankful. Come on. You know, um, Kelly's in our small group. And uh, Kelly, I see you, hey girl. And uh, I was going to talk about you, but no, no, no more. No. But the questions and her insight has been a wonderful challenge for me. And her questions have refreshed my faith once again. So thank you for that, Kelly. Because Jesus wants a relationship with us. And the last point is is that he died to give us a free gift. He died to give us a free gift. You know, I don't know if you could tell, but that plane did land. (laughs) And I did survive. And I went home and I remember facing my parents at 18, 19 years old. I just it was 18, I just turned 19. And I looked at my parents and I said, they're like, Merry Christmas. I was like, I don't have your money. I don't have 800 bucks. I remember my, my stepdad was like, what? I said, I don't have it, I'm, I'm so sorry. And he goes, that was it a debt to pay? It was a gift I gave. It was a gift I gave. And when he said that, can I tell you, that's one of my most memorable Christmases. (laughs) I was like, I hope you didn't give me any gifts because I feel amazing. 
But can I tell you how freeing it is as a human being to know that there's, I don't, I don't owe anybody anything. There's not a, a, a death I have to die, but there's simply a gift I just need to receive. Ephesians chapter 2 says, For it is by grace. Grace is it's unmerited favor that you've been saved through faith. So we have to believe. We have to believe today. We have to say, God, I believe you died on the cross. And there's many things out there that will try to that sway us from that faith. But this is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works. And so many of us, we're still trying to get through this. Man, if I do a bunch of good things, I'll make it into heaven. Friends, good people don't get into heaven. It's people that believe and confess with their hearts. We go to heaven. We go to heaven. And that's good news so that we cannot brag about it. We cannot boast about it. We cannot say, look at the works I did. Jesus said, no, 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 no. Look at the works that I did. Yes, he created us for good works. But we said this a couple weeks ago, it really resonated with our church. That sometimes there's this kind of this, I believe, tension in our hearts. When I say, hey, we received the free gift of Jesus. Hundreds and hundreds of people are going to be saved today at Easter Sunday. All across our valley, across our world. But sometimes I think there's this tension of I'm not good enough. Our pastor's place is going to, it's going to burn down some, at some moment, any moment. I shouldn't be here. You don't know my story. You don't know who I am. You don't know. I don't. I really don't. I would love to get to know you. I would love to be your pastor. Lindsay and I would love to be your pastor. But this is not what I'm asking today. I'm asking today, will you receive a gift? Because Jesus didn't die to make you lovable. He died because he loves you so very much. He loves you. He loves you. I'm sorry for what World, the world's done. I'm sorry what sin has done. I'm sorry for, for, for whoever, that what they did. But man, Jesus died on the cross and he resurrected. The resurrected king is resurrecting me. I'm on a daily journey. So you might say, Pastor, what's next? I'm going to give you some next steps because that's just kind of what we do here. And our next step is, man, I hope you accept Jesus. And for some in this room, we're going to recommit our lives to Jesus. To say, man, I once was, and, and, and circumstances, disappointment, hurt, shame, condemnation, I fell away from relationship. But maybe that's going to be you today, to accept Jesus. And then I, I challenge you, go to Connect one day next Sunday. Yeah. And this is, right here, you're just kicking the tires. You're just going, is this church really legit? Are they okay? I want you to kick the tires. And I want you to learn about who you are in Christ. What does God's Word say about you? What are your giftings, what's your personality like? Man, there could be ways for you to make an eternal difference, but then uh, April 30th, we're going to have water baptisms. We're going to be dunking people on, on, on April 30th. You know, Jesus said, I'll take the cross, but you take the water. That at water baptism is an outward proclamation of the infant transformation that Jesus wants to do today. And then, man, last, this is the very last, and you notice this isn't first? I want you to kick the tires, and then I want you to say, I'm going to make Avenue Church my home. That'll be my home church. That'll be a place for me to, to grow, a place for me not to be used and abused. 
but a place for me to know God, to find freedom, to discover my purpose, and to make an eternal difference. Man, can I pray with you guys this morning as we close out with, uh, with, a, with a quick song? And we're going to do Easter egg hunt in just a minute. But will you stand with me, please? And uh, man, I would love just to pray over you today a prayer of blessing on this Easter Sunday. That it's a reminder that Easter Sunday is all about the crucifixion. It's all about that Jesus was crucified, but then three days later, he rose again. It was all about Jesus paying the price for the penalty of sin. It's all about Jesus taking our spot, taking our place. It's all about Jesus taking the shame, despising its shame, so we don't have to live a shameful life. I'm praying for innocence to be restored back in our lives today. I'm praying for whatever the devil took from you, God's going to return it. Man, double portion over your life. But man, also, he wants to be with you. He wants a relationship with you. Somebody needs to hear this. You are, you, God is on me. He's omniscient, omnipresent. You are the most important to him. You're the most important person to him in this room right now. He loves you. But also, he wants to give you a free gift today. And that's the gift of salvation, the gift of eternal life. I believe burdens are going to be lifted off this room today. You have to walk around with condemnation. You have to walk around with guilt and shame. Man, when, when my parents were 18 years old, man, they, they said it was a gift, not a debt to pay. Man, the weight was lifted off my shoulders. I felt like I was alive again. How much more is my eternal destination? And that is heaven. And so, man, every eye open, and man, every head up, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to single anybody out. But all I want to do today is I'm just going to do this. This is next week and further on. But today, I just want to help you pray a prayer to receive a free gift of salvation. That we confess with our hearts, Lord, I repent of my sins. Repent means just to change our direction. I want you to be Lord of my life. Man, if that's you and you want to pray that prayer, all I'm going to do is point at your hand. If you raise your hand, you can put it right back down. Because we don't do shame here in Avenue. I want to know who I'm praying for today. All right? If you raise your hand, we have wonderful people in the back. We have free Bibles off to the side that we want to give you in English and Spanish as well. But man, if that's you today, why don't you just raise a hand and say, that's me. I want to, I want to pray that prayer. I want to pray that prayer. Just put a hand up. Yep, yep. Anyone else? You can put it back down. Anyone else? Yep, yep. I see it. Anyone else? Just up and right back down. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yep. Anyone else? All right, friends. And maybe you say, I'm a Christ follower, but I want to grow my relationship. I don't have a Bible. Make sure you grab some free Bible on the sides as well. So let's pray a prayer together. Say, dear Jesus. Everyone, we pray together at Avenue. So lift your voice and say, dear Jesus. Say, thank you for dying on the cross. Say, thank you for paying for what I did. So I repent of my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Because I now know who I am. Come on, church. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, give God a praise today. Come on.